Hey everyone, it's Gabby and Danny and Manny and you're listening to Oye, Let's Talk. Hey everyone, so welcome back. Today we're going to talk about a sore subject for some or maybe an insightful one for others. It's relationships and we're not talking about Ooh. friendships, we're talking about that lovey-dovey gooey stuff. El amiguito, como diría tu mamá. Um, ish. ¿Qué tal tu amiguito, tu amiguita? ¿Qué tal? You know, since we're getting close to el novio season or la novia season for Manny, um, we thought it'd be a good time to like just offer up our experience and some advice. So we actually bring a lot of different perspectives to the table because we're each in different types of relationships. So Manny, I, from what I understand, you met your girlfriend very organically sweaty and in the gym mm. this is correct um i met my girlfriend a little more than a year ago now at our crossfit box which is now closed by the way it's the pandemic <laughs> closed it out um and yeah we met organically it wasn't on a dating website which you know at the time i you know it was it was weird it, it's difficult I, and we'll talk about it. it's difficult for us to meet someone now organically if it's out if it's not in school you know leaving school you're kind of no longer in that pool of people your age that are highly educated with the same maybe values and traditions as you because you've been going to the same school leaving school and not being in that you know population um it kind of becomes a little more difficult to meet people that you can relate to that well so organically meeting someone at the gym is kind of crazy and it's very special and we always talk about it. And we've been, depending on when this podcast is released, we're about to be almost one year. So a great ah, congratulations. When you. when is what month is it? At the end of November. Okay, okay. Yeah. So if we're listening to this in November past November, we might it might be a year. But as of right now, technically almost. But yes. Nice, nice. Well, I just turned a year in September. Um, he and I, I actually Ooh. met him. Yes. Um, he and I, we met each other at the university of Florida at like a friend of a friend's party. Um, but we never had a conversation. I just knew him because people would always talk about him. Like he was semi like popular, I guess, in my eyes, because everyone like rushed to say hi to him at the door. And like, he just seemed to know everyone. But like, at the time I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, oh, okay. Some kid walked through the door. Great. Like, I went on with my day with my night. Um, but then it's funny because we graduated the same year. I didn't know that he was like my same age. Like, honestly, I didn't know anything about him. All I knew was that he was Venezuelan and that people knew of him. Then I later find out that he used to be the president of Venza, which is the Venezuelan club at UF. Um, and my sorority sister, Tefi, is really close with him. And so when I had the opportunity to move to Chicago for a job, Steffi reached out to me. She's like, hey, you know, um, I know you don't know a lot of people in Chicago. Um, you should reach out to Nacho. That's his name or his nickname. Um, and I was like, no, that's so weird. Like, I don't even have him on social media. Like, that's so strange. Like, he probably doesn't even remember me. Like, it's fine. Like, I'll meet people. Totally cool. Like, if we ever hang out, that'd be cool. But like, it's fine. I, I can be on my own. And then long story short, um, other friends of friends started coming for like grad programs or job opportunities. And then we ended up forming like a small little group and we became really good friends. And then he finally asked me out formally and the rest is history. So what's asking you out formally? So we had 
we had um at this point in time been hanging out a lot like just us two and it was normally like four of us or like six of us or eight of us but it ended it mostly ended up being just us two for whatever reason but i never thought anything of it because at the time i was really hung up on somebody else that i was trying to get over and <laughs> And so like, I hope he knows that. Oh, he does. <laughs> of course. Cause I relied on him to like, just to talk things out and like get the male perspective. Like he was my person oh, to lean on. Um, and, he would, like, and so like, he would tell me about like his like problems too. Like I knew the girl that he liked at the time. Like we were just friends legit. Um, and then one day he, and then I just felt like we were getting a little too close. You know what I mean? When you're like texting, a lot and just like randomly like asking you what's up like how's your day been how's your week and just remembering little things here and there that I was like hmm but I didn't want to get too wrapped up in my head because in the past I feel like I tended to do that or people would tell me that I got ahead of myself so like for the first time in my life I was kind of like no we're just friends like I'm not gonna make this a big deal I'm not gonna psych myself out we're cool so when he was like hey like what are you doing this Saturday we should grab dinner I was like, this isn't a date. This isn't a date. We're just friends. We do this all the time. It's fine. Why does it sound so it formal to me? It was totally a date. It's fine. It was totally a date. Um, but I ended up saying yes because, I don't know, I, I liked hanging out with him. He was fun. He made me laugh, <laughs> all this stuff. So I was like, whether or not it's a date, I know I'm going to have a good time. And that's what mattered to me at the time. Aww. And then... He confessed everything and I knew I was right, but I was also like scared because I wasn't fully over this other person at the time. We talked it out. I ended up giving it a chance for the both of us because I did feel like a spark or that something was there, but I think I was just scared. Like I was at a point in my life where I was like, F love, like love sucks. Like I was always the person that believed in love. And I love love and I love hearing stories and stuff. But at that time I was so down. Aww that yeah I legit was like nobody touch me nobody look at me <laughs> like I'm gonna focus on me because I think that's important too like to take time for yourself and just like reevaluate like what's important to you and I think that things come when you least expect them to um when you least want them to and that's kind of what happened to me I, I just Gabby Go before ahead. you jump in I'm so sorry I just Danny said something really funny that she got invited on this date and she's literally thinking nothing of it. And <laughs> I'm going to pose both of you guys this question, but I want to bring it up now. Is this like a common theme? Because I remember asking my girlfriend, we went on a Froyo yogurt <laughs> date. That was our first date. And she, she insists she's not considered that a date because she didn't know I liked her. And it was just us mm -hmm. being friends. And I was like, no, that was our first date. I asked you on a date to go get frozen yogurt. You can get frozen yogurt with any of your friends. I'm like, no, I specifically asked you. So <laughs> I, I think... I think it's like, it's multiple things, right? I think that it's the way that you ask it. I think that a lot of guys, for whatever reason, they call it a hangout. Like, oh, let's hang out. Because <laughs> that's the let's safe just... word. Why? Because if yeah, you don't like the... them, then they're like, oh, we just hung out. As opposed yes. to- claro. We're scared of, of rejection. Of course. But at the same time, it's like you tell your best girlfriend to hang out. You know what I mean? Like, there's no distinction for us when we hear- you tell your best guy friend, your best girlfriend that, and then you tell That's us fair. to hang out. So fair, I fair. Can't I, I'll give you that. And then a lot of people are like, oh, well, did he pay for it? Because if he paid for it, then, and I don't, I don't buy that. Like I personally, I'm the type of person that I like to split it 50, 50. Um, I sometimes like it when he like invites me to, and then like I'll buy like dessert or whatever. Like we, we like 
balance it out, if that makes sense. I'm not all for, oh, he's the guy, so he must always pay. No. But I also agree that, like, the girl should let herself be, like, treated like a princess sometimes or whatever. But So if he treats you, is it a date? Regardless if you imposed or not, or if he offers to pay? See, I don't, I don't think so. I... I don't think so. He, so. This guy literally needs to be verbatim. Let's go on a <laughs> date. We can't say hang out. Is that is okay? That well, to learn? be fair, in my situation, I've always been. We need like, to get Gabby her time. We, we, we yeah, can't. go ahead. Gabby, go ahead, Gabby. thanks for please introduce your amazing, your amazing fiance because I love him. I know. I'm so glad because most people do love him. Um, and I love him too. <laughs> most. No, I've dated a lot of people that, or not a lot of people, but I've dated people that wow, this others is did not care for. So, you know what? If you're an ex and you're listening Lewis, to you're this right now, Shout out to just Lewis. know. I hope. I hope Lewis knows all that. He does. He does. Because <laughs> um, I'm actually going to talk about how we got together, too, because it's interesting. But uh, my love story started five years ago. We actually made five years last month in September. Hey. And uh, about a year before that, I, we oh, were in the yeah, talking stage. Good. Thanks. Oh, my God. Let's talk about the talking stage. That kind of, like, goes back to Manny's question. Which, uh, that's, trust me, I'm going to get to it because that's what made, like, a lot of this confusing. So, uh, essentially, I made Lewis talk to me for about a year. Uh, it's more like nine to ten months. And then he asked. Wait. <laughs> Wait. You said you made him talk yeah, to Yeah. So, I, he, because he asked me to be his girlfriend um, at least twice in that period or like asked like what we were and I was kind of like oh we're talking because no. she was playing hard to no, get. I, no in all honesty like going- why is this poor man imagine that like, he would have like knelt down and asked her for her hand in marriage and she was like um come back to me <laughs> listen listen well we're let, let me speak. Let me get my story out. It's going to make a lot more sense. So basically in college, I was kind of like talking to some other dude who like really wanted me to be his girlfriend, but something inside of me said no. And he didn't also, I didn't feel like he took me seriously. So I was kind of waiting that point. And I'm a little scared to commitment or I'm a little scared to commit because I feel like commitment is a very big thing. I know some people can just be like, oh, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, like they can go after a few months and do that. But for me, like, I need to be sure because if we are in a relationship, it is a long haul. I have never had a relationship that's been less than a year. So I don't do like the few months thing. Um, and, mm-hmm. and that Preach. being said, like I was talking to this guy and then Lewis kind of came along and he and I just kept bumping into each other and we were getting along really well. And I can kind of tell, like, I could tell that he kind of liked me, but like, I was not really sure. I was like too busy dealing with something with the other dude basically. And the other dude asked me to be his girlfriend again. And lo and behold, I found out that he was like talking to someone else. Really awkward moment for me because the girl kind of confronted me like uneasy. And she's like, yeah, I heard about you. He told me that you two were good friends. And I was like, I've never heard about you. This is awkward. That being said, I felt really bad about like how unknowingly I was involved in like someone else's shindig, their thing. And I told myself I never wanted to be that kind of girl. And like I needed to take a break from some of this. So even though like the, me and this guy were not serious and like we weren't um, technically dating, he was always around and people knew that we were a thing. But I guess another subset of like, I guess the college community thought that he was a thing with someone else. And I didn't want to like jump from that guy and kind of like jump to another guy, if that made sense. So that's kind of like why I had Lewis talk to me for a little bit. I lost some interest in like being in a relationship, but I also felt really, really bad about like, how I probably impacted another girl's view. And then that guy also jumped to another friend who 
ended up being a mutual friend of mine. And I was like, wow, he's just jumping girls. So yeah, needless to say, not that great of a person. I was really hurt, but I also looked at my image because it people looked at me a, a certain type of way. And some people even warned Lewis like not to date me or whatever because it looked messy from where I was at. Yeah, believe it or not. So because he and I were kind of like start, we met in the spring, we started talking, we were going to go each to our internships in one summer. So with that being said, I was like, look, if we talk and we last throughout the summer, then I'll consider this more. Because to me, like we're far away, this makes more sense. And then Gabby, for some for some context, this was your sophomore year. Yeah, this right? was my sophomore year with Danny. With- so you were still young. Like if you think about it, we were babies. Oh, what, yeah. you're 19, 20? Yeah, I was like, I was a child. So when you think about like when Lewis and I met, it's I'm 25 now and I met him when I was 20. I, I wasn't even allowed to drink yet. So <laughs> that being said, like we've kind of made, we've gone through a lot in our relationship. And I remember it was during Hispanic Heritage Month that I asked him finally, like, hey, are you, do you still want to be serious with me? Like, do you want to be my boyfriend? And it was really cute. Like there was this tunnel that you could paint at UF. So I painted it on the wall and I asked him in a really nice way because I felt like really lame because I kind of had rejected him a few times and he stuck around. Aww. I didn't know this story. Yeah, I remember so that. It was, it was really cute to be honest. And like, I just want to give him all the credit because it made it a lot easier to ask someone when you kind of knew that they would likely Aww. say yes. And I give him a yes. lot of credit for sticking around when I was trying to like figure out some stuff. And he then he was really open. The I guess part of the greatest challenge of this love story, apart from like all of our moments of long distance, we currently do not live together. We live in different states and we're engaged is that he was open to me and said that he was undocumented. And he's like, I just want to be really upfront with you. Like I'm dating you not because I'm trying to find papers or because I'm trying to get married quickly. Like he's a very religious person. He believes in God and he stays very true to his Catholic faith. And he said, like, for me, like a marriage is sacred. Like, you don't do that just for convenience. And he's like, I understand why some people may feel pushed to do so, but I'm not at that point yet. Like, I'm into you. I like you. I want to talk to you. I want to get to know you more. Like, I have no other motives in this. And that's kind of like someone who's upfront with you in that moment about something so like private and probably a little too serious for the stage that we were at. Um, That I think is what like, let us hear. So my perspective to the table is like navigating the whole DACA situation, being undocumented and like the pressure of other people looking like at first looking at us as if we were only together because he needed papers. Um, And then also like the whole long distance aspect, like beyond college, we've never lived in the same town at the same time. So the fact that I'm engaged now, we're like picking out a date and stuff like, I am so happy. It's been a journey the last five to six years. And that's uh, my love story. I did the talking stage, Danny. I'm not ashamed of it. It's my favorite stage personally in dating. Really? Yeah, that's when you get to know someone and like you can cut it if it's not cutting out for you. I guess, well, fun fact, talking about uh, the talking stage really quickly. Um, He says that we talked for months. And in my eyes, like when I started to realize it was like, after the summer break because I I went to Europe we actually both went to Europe but he did like this um like long walk with his mom El Camino de Santiago I don't know if you guys have heard about it um and I went with my family to like just tour Europe and then when I came back we just like hit it off like never before I guess like we were just we became really close and that's when I started like thinking about it but in his eyes he was like oh you know like we've been talking for months like I really I was like wait what huh (laughs) 
So I think like it's it's just funny to to see how that unravels when you think something of a situation and the other person's like no yeah like, like what's the talking stage when are you dating when yeah. is it official what's yes. is it what yes. was it like for you Manny and I I feel at the very beginning I feel like we were on different pages and it has to do with what you said earlier Gabby on being having of being afraid of commitment and I was definitely there and I feel like a lot of guys are and I don't I've never really heard it from a girl saying like I have, you know, commitment issues because I feel it, it's usually, it's mostly like a guy thing, you know, the guy not wanting to commit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but before la- uh, before that year, I was 25. Before then, I wasn't really to like, hey, I'm ready to settle down. But that year I was like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to, you know, seriously date. And like, this is what I want to do. You know, like this is for the long term. I'm not going to be BSing or wasting anybody's time or my time. So I feel like at the beginning, we we were on different pages because I was still not as committed as she was. Um, and it was, and it was scary because at first I didn't understand why. And I was scared that if I wasn't as committed as she was in the moment, I would kind of lose her. Um, and I feel like I just had to, you know, she knew what she wanted and it looked like I didn't know what I want and nobody wants to be in that situation. At the beginning, I wasn't, we, it was, there's a lot of gray areas when you're going back to what you guys are talking about in the whole gray area. At the very beginning, it's a lot of gray areas. And if both of you guys aren't telling each other where you are, I think there could be a lot of confusion where one person thinks you're in one place and then the other person might be, you know, not there. But eventually, you know, that, that, that fixes itself. And we're, we're at a really good point right now. And I feel like just being able to communicate, I know it's so cheesy and we're, um, we're not experts um but communication is just it's so simple and so obvious but at the same time it's very hard it's very hard because sometimes you don't want to say something in the moment or you'll keep it for later you just don't even mention it or i don't know there's so many things where way or you meant it like in a different format and it had a deeper impact than what you realized right Mm -hmm. right right 100 percent so yeah, that was just my experience. And also, you know, dating like that, Gabby, you've been dating since for five years. You know, this is I'm and I'm at an older age where it's different dating. It's I think it's different dating when you're 20, 21, for you know, sure, you're, yeah. and now when I'm, you know, post post uh, post college, you know, you're a little older, you're a little more set in your ways it's you know dating is different and the way that you meet people and also in the way that you interact with them and it's it's going to be completely different i think also as time goes on you you learn to mature in the way you think about things and the way you view the world and similarly the other person like i i'm a firm believer that you attract pretty much what you are what you believe in what your core values are and that's i guess one of my personal advices is that if if what matters to you the most is in something that matters to them. I think that relationship might not work. Um, whether that's Fair politics, point. whether that's religious values, whether that's, you know, if you're a very family oriented person and the other person is not. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Other than communication, like I'm a firm believer that communication is key too. Um, and that you're not too much. I think for some reason, and I'm going to go off on a tangent for, for a quick second, but I think that a lot of girls, for whatever reason, think 
or feel like they're too much when they explain themselves because I think a lot of guys for whatever reason or maybe that's just my case but I've heard it from a lot of friends too where guys tell you that oh like when you try to communicate something that you're too much and my advice is that don't look at it that way maybe the other person isn't enough for what you bring to the table that was really good advice like if you ever feel like someone's Thanks. telling you you're too much maybe it's just because they're not enough just to paraphrase Ooh. i love that se tenía que decir y se dijo drop but on that note actually like what i guess you know how people kind of i don't want to say take on roles but or play a role in a relationship but you know like what is your involvement in your relationship if that makes any sense like what role do you play? Because like, at least for me personally, to explain myself a little bit better, like Lewis is very chill. I'm definitely the more volatile one, the one that like wants to push a plan or like do the next thing. I'm definitely the one that like always schedules too much on my plate. Um, don't ask me about finances. Like don't ask me to calculate the tip. Like I know there's a tip calculator, but like <laughs> Lewis can do it in his head. So I'm okay. So he's the person that is very like can do his spreadsheets and understands and very much a planner and like can get things done, but needs direction. And I'm the creative type. So that's kind of like how our relationship dynamic is and how it works out. Like what is, what is it like with you all? Same. <laughs> Same. And I think that be- Lewis graduated as an engineer too, right? Yeah, it's an engineer yeah. thing. That's all I got to say about it. Well, I'll provide a different perspective on this one. <laughs> um, I feel like we're both me and my girlfriend are kind of, we have that planning personality. So we both like, we're the type, we're both the type of people to go on a trip and have like that hour by hour oh, itinerary yeah <laughs> so it's really good that we both work like that and we can trust each other to like hey if you're gonna plan something i trust you that you're gonna mm-hmm. plan it how i would want to plan it and if i plan it she knows i would plan it how we would want to plan it you know so that's a good thing um um i'm trying to think of i don't know i feel like there are roles to be played but at the end of the day you need to be giving that same energy that your partner's giving wouldn't no, you guys agree facts for sure like and mm-hmm. but I was, sorry oh, i was no, gonna no. go into that too like how his personality has impacted mine so i've become better at spreadsheets managing my time etc because that's rubbed off on me and lewis for i tell him this all the time like how proud i am of him that over time he's become a little more open-minded Aww. and because he started on he's like again being extremely catholic he's like oh catholicism's like it and then he started understanding more like well, how people can have different ways of thought. And now he'll listen to podcasts and like read articles that I may send him. And he doesn't love reading. So I know I can't send him something too long, but like I can bring, <laughs> I can bring stuff to his attention. And it's nice to see how like we make each other better in these aspects. So he'll calm me down. I'm very outgoing. He's more of an introvert, but because I drag him along places, like He's learned and tried new things that he hasn't always done. And then he's kind of taught me like how to like make the best out of what you have. And he's very appreciative. So again, like I've learned a lot of gratitude with him. So those are just some of the changes, like despite like our differences and what we bring to the table. It's also like how we share the meal, if that makes sense, like him helping me grow as a person. And it's been consistent, which I really appreciate. A hundred percent. And I think that's a sign of a healthy relationship because I feel mm-hmm. like that with my relationship as well, where that other person is building up with you. This person's adding so much to your life 
And that feels good. And I'm maybe I'm I'm privileged and we're all privileged to be in really good, healthy relationships that we all feel like that. But there may be people out there who are not having that same reciprocity. And that's that should be canceled because that other person should be helping you grow. They should be adding things to your life. And you know, you're your individual your own individual person and you can be, but that person needs to add and not subtract from your life for sure. A hundred percent. They need to be supportive, I think might be the word that encompasses it all. And I actually read um, like when we were doing a little bit of research on this, finding like an expert advice. So it's not just my own. Um, There's this guy, his name is Matt Lundequist. He's the founder of Tribeca Therapy. So I'm assuming he's a therapist. And one of his things was like, stop trying to be each other's everything. And I think that's very important too, that I think that while you both can share similar values and similar um, ideas and creativity and support each other and everything that you do, I don't think that you should be necessarily consumed by each other's presence. And I think that a lot of people get lost in themselves when they're with somebody else and they forget about their friends, they forget about their family. Um, They become into this, they turn into this other person whether it's for good or for bad, but I do think that it's important to still maintain your individualism, if that makes sense. No, a thousand percent. And I feel like that's something going back to Manny's point, like the whole commitment aspect, like part of the reason why I'd be so nervous to commit is because like I go hard with what I commit to and I do occasionally lose myself. Like I struggle to find the balance between friends and relationship or like other things in my relationship. And if some, I not to say like a relationship grows stale, but if I'm used to having someone or something there, like I may not pay as much attention to it because I'm so goal oriented that I'm rushing to the next thing. So mm-hmm. I might get used to, for lack of a better example, like, oh, Lewis is always here. Or he's always by my side. So like, let me go try and chase this promotion or let me keep working. Like I don't separate certain aspects of my life or give things the time mm-hmm. that they need. Um, and the part of the reason that you make a commitment is to say like, it's just you and me, or we're going to keep working at this. And the problem is that as I can say this being in a long-term relationship, that it's really hard to keep like the relationship fresh or not to let it grow stale over time. And your part of the commitment is making sure it doesn't like keeping, keeping up with what they're doing with their lives, their goals. How are you pushing them forward? How are you all making each other better, et cetera, while still being your own person. And that's just going on to um, Danny's point. Something else I wanted to address too, like if we're going to be talking about experts, I'm going to whip mine out now. Um, <laughs> a a clinical it. psychologist, Joseph Silona, um, he actually has like a lot of good advice. So I would recommend that you all like kind of look him up on Google if you wish to know a little bit more about his style, if that makes sense. But something that I think people struggle with is like, how do you bring up an issue? Or how do you talk about something? Because like things can be so misinterpreted going back to the communication topic. And he says like, this is going to sound like really lame, but either do a weekly or a monthly dinner or like event that you kind of only talk about your relationship, its issues and its goals. So like kind of timing in. And he says this is valuable advice for younger people as like you're navigating the real world and maybe your work life or your first or second job as you're establishing yourself because checking in on a relationship isn't the same way like in college everyone was around like it was easy to just maybe get lost in your studies 
but as an adult, like you need to separate time for a lot of things. So might as well separate time to do a relationship check-in. And he's like, it sounds lame, but if you do this homework now, or like have a day that you set it and bring it up, it takes off some of the anxiety of having to figure out when you're going to bring it up. And then it's a lot better to be like, we're going to have this dinner to talk about us as opposed to maybe sabotaging a romantic dinner later when it was just meant to be celebratory or just spending a good time. Mm-hmm. You're like mentally prepared for it and you're both in there with an open Yeah, mind. and you're, again, the whole me- being mentally prepared, like, oh, we know we have this date and time, like it could be a really nice date or it's at least an open moment for us to talk about these things. And I haven't exactly done it like an open dinner or whatever, but I'll tell Louis like, hey, I really need to talk about like, my career goals and like any major changes because you're a factor in everything too and so we'll set aside a phone conversation or FaceTime to talk that out or now with wedding planning instead of just our usual like dates or FaceTime dates we'll say okay let's schedule this time just to talk about wedding stuff because it could turn into a heated conversation not that he and I ever really fight but if like I'm getting stressed out for whatever reason like at least he's in that mindset he's like oh I'm mentally preparing to make sure like you can understand these numbers or okay, let me go look at like what you were discussing in terms of your job. Or for him, it's, hey, I'm trying to plan out my vacation days. Like, can we sit down and like have dinner together and talk about the best days that I should request off to help match your schedule? And that has just helped immensely. It's advice that I've applied. So again, sounds lame, doesn't have to exactly be a dinner, but I highly recommend just separating the time and being open about what the conversation is going to be about. No, I told... Gabby, I actually really, really like that. Like, and I'm going to, I'm going to adopt that. And I kind of had that maybe like two or three days ago, we kind of just had it unexpectedly. We went out like to go eat and we were talking about a relationship and it's a, and it doesn't have to be a bad thing. It, it could be a really good thing where you're just celebrating your moment and this moment in your relationship. And you're just celebrating the love that you guys feel for each other. So it doesn't have to be even a bad thing. Um, since everyone's dropping their expert advice, I will uh, mention mine too. Um, and it's a book that I've mentioned so many times and Danny, you've read it too. It's the defining decade by, Meg J. And she is a uh, clinical psychologist for 20 year olds. So for uh, people in their, their 20s decades, and she outlines what a big factor it plays for the rest of our lives. And she does have a whole chapter on love. And one of the things I did want to mention is the she mentions the cohabitation effect. She says that couples who live together before marriage tend to be actually less satisfied with their marriage and are more likely to divorce than if you hadn't lived together before you getting married. So don't think that you have to get, you have to live with some with somebody before getting married to them. It could actually be um, a deterrent. Detrimental. Yeah, detrimental because what she details is kind of like, there's different commitment levels. If you're just living with someone before marriage and then afterwards you do get married, those commitments change but then it might not be apparent and those commitments won't happen. So it, it's, it might feel like you're living in a sub average marriage, you know? I get it. Um, There's like less of that yeah. feeling of change, but the commitment right. did change. Right. Exactly. And that commitment doesn't change. Um, I think, I think that also stumbles upon the fact that you, I think the reason why a lot of people get divorced or their uh, relationships fail is because they take each other for granted and they forget like what made them so special to begin with. Like you kind of like what Gabby said um, at some point that you get used to the person, you feel like they're always there um, and you, you lose that sense of value. Yeah. A hundred percent for sure. 
So I kind of wanted to hop into and say, like, we've all kind of embedded like our challenges and whatnot, but like, how has it been navigating your respective relationships? Like, if you had to think of like one super awesome, great thing, like that you learned in the relationship that you had now and like one challenge that you're like, wow, like I didn't foresee this, but I think we've grown from it. Like, what would it be? I'm just going to say I became less selfish um, and more giving to my relationship um, and making that a priority um, and making sure that my girlfriend always feels like the queen that she is. And and I think that's another advice. Make your significant other, other always feel like they're that special person every day. Like it could be something small that you do for them or something big. Um, you always want to make sure that you're their keener queen that was sweet that's good you think so you think my girlfriend will approve yeah <laughs> of course she might think you're we approve for no, her no. i think you're a little <laughs> full of shit but you know what we'll take it <laughs> no go. i'm editing you're a little struggle at the moment let me guys i need this podcast to be good <laughs> <laughs> i'm just thinking like in terms of long distance like I did I'm still doing distance we've been doing distance since mm-hmm. 2017 and I think we've like really learned a good rhythm and it really helped me which is gonna sound lame because all of my friends are far away now too I don't have as many friends like here right next to me all the time so having a long distance relationship and like learning from Lewis and like his not necessarily his demands like obviously he's a different priority than some friendships but realizing like oh like maybe I should check in with that other friend and do a FaceTime or like having more of a balance um with people far away because I was very much like if I can't see you like I'm very bad at communicating via text and like I don't really like doing FaceTime a whole lot or I fall asleep watching movies together and etc but he kind of taught me like how to apply those things like beyond our relationship and how being committed means like getting better at things that you may not be good at and realizing like that's not always okay (laughs) so it's not okay for me to always forget to answer text messages so I've gotten better at it y'all um and as far as like I guess a challenge like to be honest y'all the DACA thing was never really a big issue but now that we're actually like committed to getting married (laughs) making that commitment Um, just kind of navigating that like in terms of family like coming from a Hispanic family and most of them are Cuban so like there's different privileges coming to this country when you're Cuban Um, they didn't understand like how can someone be undocumented like I think my family very much had the mentality of like they chose that life or they did that on purpose and Lewis was very young when he came here he really had no say in his life and he got a college education that he had to pay for because if you didn't know if you're undocumented you can't apply for loans and a lot of scholarships and stuff so he did a lot basically on his own which my parents obviously appreciated they're just very confused and very concerned about their daughter um getting involved with someone without papers which is why i said at the beginning like lewis is very upfront because my parents caused concern on that like do you really want to date someone he says that now but what is he going to say in a few years and etc and now they come around that they're like, oh, cool. You guys are getting married. My mom texting me. Do you like this dress or that? I haven't made any decisions. FYI. <laughs> it's only been a month. Well, yeah. I mean, it's been five years. I hope that they approve by now. I hope that they understand what kind of person he is. And I, I appreciate that he was so honest with you in a time where maybe he was still trying to get to know you and didn't really know how you were going to maybe react to that. But he was willing to put himself out there. And I think that's admirable. Oh, I hope he hears that. But my parents were the challenge, right. to be honest. It wasn't Lewis. 
I mean, sometimes it, it happens like where parents are, you know, they, they tell us what we don't want to hear and maybe they don't understand where we're coming from. I think yeah, it definitely too. came from a place of concern, but it, it also made me realize like not that Lewis is all, really all that much darker tone. He's, he's Panamanian, like my grandmother. So he resembles her skin tone, but my mom like admitted to me, she's like, oh, I thought that you would hopefully like meet a nice white guy at UF or um, that you'd be with like maybe not a Hispanic, but like I do like that you are with a Hispanic because they bring that culture. Like as I I didn't date around too much, but she was concerned about the culture being too different that we couldn't relate. But she also didn't want me to deal with like, I guess in her mind what some Hispanics deal with, like the machismo and um mm-hmm. which is valid. Mm-hmm. Well, I understood that she's like, you're an educated woman and I just didn't want you that to not be part of your life like I really never wanted you to be the girl that went to school and then decided that or the husband decided like that wasn't enough like that they were still more than you when you overcame and did so much for yourself too so my mom was just stuck in the place of like empowerment culture (laughs) and then still kind of wanting me to carry the culture and traditions in whatever I do which I recognize as a parent like I I can't speak to that because I'm not a mom but I'm sure like it was nerve wracking and understanding their perspective a little bit more like any if your kid is dating anyone, there's just a lot of baggage that comes with it. There's like, your mind races a mile a minute, like what's gonna happen? What does this mean? And like, how will it impact them? And now my parents know I'm with the Hispanic dude, we'll be fine. (laughs) Would you guys going off of that Gabby would uh, I mean, question, would you if you didn't know your significant other now? Would you guys date outside of your culture? Because I personally, I, I would not. Like, I don't think I could not marry someone that wasn't Hispanic. Um, and obviously, I would ideally would have wanted want them to be Cuban. And my girlfriend is Cuban. How lucky am I? But <laughs> but before I met her, I was like, I, I definitely want, I see myself with someone Hispanic. Ideally, I would want them to be Cuban because that's a big part of myself and my identity of being Cuban and my culture Mm -hmm. and my food. And while it's not difficult to, you know, integrate someone else who's not part of that culture, but, you know, being together with someone who already knows that culture and can celebrate and just jump Mm -hmm. right in with that same energy and enthusiasm is really, it's amazing. It's really awesome. It's easier. It it definitely makes everything easier because you're not like translating back and forth. Like jokes get lost in translation. I totally get that. Right, right. Um, In my case, I feel like I'm just so diverse. (laughs) Like at one point, people call me Mrs. Worldwide, legit, Um, that I could envision myself with like an Indian guy because I'm like very into like Bollywood, like part of my family is Sikh. I could envision myself with like an Arab guy, even though the whole machismo thing is very prevalent in that culture as well. Um, I could see myself with a Hispanic guy. I I always envision myself with someone who is like very culturally aware and could speak multiple languages. So even if they could understand Spanish, <laughs> um, that would be okay with me. Um, but I'm very thankful that I found Nacho. Like I've learned to appreciate Venezuelan culture a lot more. Like I've always had a thing legit for Argentinian slash Venezuelan guys. I don't know if it's the accent thing or like, I don't know what it is. Nacho is both somehow. I don't know like how wow, this all okay, happened. What are the chances? I know. But yeah, I've learned a lot about Venezuelan culture and I know how to make arepas now. Even though they don't come out as circular as I would like them to, disclaimer, like I still can't get the patty right, but it tastes delicious. (laughs) Oh man. Uh, 
for the yeah, record, I never that. thought that you'd end up with a Hispanic dude. I totally thought Indian really? Arab. But well, yeah. Just, for for the record, Danny is truly diverse. Like she she appreciates everyone in their culture. So I'm intrigued that you you're with a Hispanic guy now. I'm like, wow, this is awesome. Like, what? What about you, Gabby? Um, I. You know what? I'm going to speak from experience here. I, I've i dated a few guys who are of different cultures. And to be honest, some of it was like, oh, my gosh, you're a Latina. That's awesome. Um, so I think they like put mm-hmm. emphasis because I was so proud of my culture. So it was a little weird. Um, but I think I would date like another culture if I wasn't in this relationship. But for me, it wasn't just like nationality or heritage. It was like, the machismo aspect that I really needed to focus on and like if they mm-hmm. were going to like fetishize fetishize my um heritage my culture because I got I would get meet some guys and they're like oh I love Latinas and I'm like oh what do you love about them like what is it and it's oh not nothing good cool all right or like nothing substantial mm-hmm. so that was kind of always the weird part about me, like going beyond the Hispanic community I low-key sorry Manny can't relate I low-key didn't want to date a Cuban because <laughs> that was like too off loud. my list <laughs> too loud no Hello. for me it was like again the machismo thing like I didn't know how that was gonna turn out and I'm like yes. my parents would love it right. if I ended up with someone in Miami because it'd be a lot easier to go home like right. when you date someone who's from a different city you're like navigating like oh splitting the holidays we each also live in a different town like how are we getting our families That's, together like it's yes. super hard um but that being said like I never thought I'd end up with a Panamanian there's so few of us out here and I'm part Panamanian so it's been really cool to like explore that culture and see it and apart from that he Louis didn't know how to play dominoes he did not know like Cuban pastelitos <laughs> like it's been a journey y'all like I've really uh-huh. had to educate him that's cute. but he's getting there so he's just I, he's on like the border of like he's teaching me about his culture but there's familiarity and same for the other way around Guys, I want to pose one last question before we might be wrapping up soon. Do you believe in soulmates? Uh, (laughs) I love that question. And I've always gone back and forth on this, but I think I have a, my, my explanation is super long, dude. It really is. It's like, condensed version is I do, but I think that there's certain people at different points in your life. And if you miss that person during that point in your life I think that that wasn't your soulmate and you can still find that person in another point in your life no you need to elaborate I believe I believe in destiny okay so the you the title soulmate is a thing but the person isn't the same always like you can have different soulmates at different parts of your life is that what you're saying okay I'm gonna explain it because it's confusing (laughs) so okay say that when you're in second grade right you're innocent you're little uh, I'm giving like different different explanations so you're little you like someone maybe that other person liked you back maybe that could have been your forever because that that can happen in certain situations but it wasn't time or whatever and you miss your chance but then when you're older and you find that other person like then that person becomes your soulmate if that makes sense like when it's the right time the right place the right mindset for both got it so you're not out like you're not ruling out that the possibility could like you could have met a soulmate at some other time but it it takes more than just meeting them it needs it's not like love at first sight or something it's like interesting other factors have to align Yes, I don't believe in love at first sight, but I do believe in meeting someone and knowing that they're going to mean something to you. 
I like that. I mean, I think, honestly, I think that's what happened with me and Lewis is that like, he like randomly walked in where I was volunteering one day and I was like, okay, cool. Like weird that I don't know you um, because he was in a frat and I was in a sorority and work and like those groups were close, like never seen him before. Cool. And then I kept seeing him and I'm like, oh, he's going to be like a reoccurring figure in my life. Um, and then here we are. But uh, short answer to the soulmate question. Nah, sorry, Danny, corny stuff. My best friend says we're soulmates. <laughs> um, honestly, if I had to pick a soulmate, Shiksu, if you're listening, it would be Shiksu Ricardo. Because, like, choosing to be in someone's life, not for romantic, like, for purely platonic reasons, I think is, like, just as valuable. Um, but I just think the soulmate thing, like, you meet so many people. There's so many other fish in the sea. You never know where you're going to end up. Life is crazy. I think that yeah every I do believe everything happens for a reason but I don't think that reason is because that's the one person you're supposed to be with I do think that you'll like in everything in life if you made this decision versus that decision you were gonna turn out okay and I also don't believe in like regrets or hindsight is 2020 but you wouldn't have done anything differently personally like there's a reason why you made that decision and did that thing at that certain time and all you can do is like move forward and that's how I feel about soulmates like if you weren't meant to meet someone, then you didn't miss out on a soulmate. You just weren't meant to meet them. And then if you do get with someone and some people tell me like, oh, I got a divorce or I, or I had kids with this person. Then I realized like years down the line, I decided to get married to someone else or some people don't get married at all. Like, I just don't think it's because they missed out on meeting someone or because they, or because they had to wait a little longer for the soulmate. I just think that it was just an order, like a domino effect of life decisions. Right. It just happened because it happened. Um, I, before I was in this relationship, I didn't believe in soulmates. I kind of had the same thinking as you, Gabby. It's like, you know, what's going to happen is going to happen. Decisions were made, you know, the domino effect of time, you know, you're in this place because of decisions you've made, you met who you met. But honestly, I've never, <laughs> I've never felt like this towards anyone else. Like with my girlfriend right now, <laughs> <Wait, laughs> and stop. <laughs> and honestly, it's she's so she's so amazing, and like she's anything I would have ever imagined my my future partner in life to be. Where she has the same culture, and we have all these so many things in common. And if it wasn't for us going to the same gym around the same time, you know, I could have been somewhere else. She could have been somewhere else. And in that moment, it just happened. And I feel like it was kind of meant to be a little bit. But I know that sounds really cheesy. And that's so unlikely. No, no, it's what you feel. <laughs> I think that love in and of itself is cheesy. Okay, like, let's get over right, it. Right, you're right. Once you're in love, like, that's what it is. Own up to it. It's fine. We all go through it. I feel similarly, Manny. Like, I, I think that I, I never truly loved anyone the way that I like love y'all are getting legit. corny oh no legit like I I think what I felt toward other people in the past was lust it was like I was infatuated by who they were who I thought they were what they represented in my head but with Nacho I feel like I don't know like he's my partner like we share like everything together I feel like we balance each other out we we like compliment each other we never step in each other's toes like we don't ever make the other person feel like inferior or like there's no machismo role in this at all like it's very 
I don't know, it's peaceful, you know? <laughs> it's peaceful. And I think that's the best feeling when you feel like, okay, you, not that you're not enough, because going back to that feeling of like, oh, like, am I, I don't think I've ever felt like not enough, but it's like, I don't have to prove myself. I don't have to show, you know, like, I don't know, like I can just be myself around you without, you know, putting my makeup on or dressing up or playing the part or trying to be super, you know, outgoing all the time. Like if I want to be in a funk because I had a bad day at work, that's fine. Like I know he's going to accept me and understand where I'm coming from instead of making me feel like even worse about myself, which I feel like, unfortunately, that's the case for a lot of relationships um, until you real until you realize that that you know that's not healthy. But. So to I guess now to transition to our last point, if you had one piece of personal advice that you've learned, what would it be? What would you tell someone else just starting out fresh in the honeymoon stage? Hmm. <clears throat> um, I guess for me it would be to genuinely give it a shot. Don't second guess yourself. Don't shoot your own shot because I think that happened to me personally a lot that I would I would always find the reasons why not to instead of the reasons why it could work. Um, and you you might just surprise yourself, like go into it with an open mind, with an open space. Stop holding on to your past thinking that things are going to change or that they're going to come back or like what I think it was what Manny said that or Gabby said that if it didn't work out in the past, there's a reason for it. And you need to trust that things happen for a reason. And I do think that there, you can have strong connections with a lot of people, but at the end of the day, it's the ones that stick around and show you who they truly are and that they show you that they want to be with you. I think that's super important that they express that and that you're on the same playing field. I'm going to give a more tough love answer. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Because I just thought of this really good. And I've been wanting to drop this little statistic all episode. That 40 to 50% of marriages in America end in divorce. That means half of your friends might possibly be divorced by the end of your lifetime. Which is pretty sad. <laughs> but I did Yikes. this is a happy <laughs> this is a happy Wait, that statistic is based on what year though because I do think that relationships have evolved and people aren't just getting married is, like they used to as often. No, like, it's a it's a pretty common on. stat that keeps yeah, going it's up. A common stat. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And this is just obviously the states. Mm -hmm. Um, with that being said, you know, when you're starting and I don't think there is such thing as honeymoon. Now you just said honeymoon phase and that we can have another argument about that because I feel like, really, yeah, I feel like you should always feel like you're in the honeymoon stage. Like, why don't, why do you know, like, <laughs> Gabby, because he's still Gab in the honeymoon stage, <laughs> Gabby, but I could argue that I'm still in the honeymoon Gabby, stage. Gabby's <laughs> nodding. Whatever. Whatever. Wait, how long does it last? I thought after <laughs> I'm not getting over it. Like, let, we're not discussing that next. <laughs> Manny, finish your point. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, with that being said, that over 40 to 50% of marriages end up in divorce. You know, being a relationship is not, it's, I don't think it's easy. And if you guys want to say it's easy, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's going to take effort from both of you guys. Just have good communication, be honest, and enjoy the other person's presence that you can feel like you can grow and like Danny said, be yourself without having to put on a mask and put on and say certain things, you know, that you can be yourself 100%. I like those points. I'll leave you all with mine that <laughs> I've learned a lot. Um, 
you can ask your friends for all the advice in the world, but they're not in your relationship. That's not to say keep your relationship so private, because I think it is important for other people to know where you're at, too, because your friends are going to be the ones to tell you if something's not right or if something's too good. Like maybe you are taking some a mishap in a relationship, making a mountain out of a molehill, and you might need that friend to be like, remember, so and so had been good to you in X, Y, Z ways. Um, but that being said, their words aren't gold. So have friends while you're still in a relationship and remember to lean on them. And when the time does come, and I personally do not get in arguments a lot with Lewis, and I think it's because we are both solution-oriented people. So fight in a productive way. It's not enough to call each other names or to like just get frustrated with one another. And it's good to reflect upon oneself and realize I'm, I'm hot-headed. This is me talking to myself now. I'm hot-headed or I lashed out for no reason relating to that person. And it's important to make sure like if you're arguing about something that you feel is important in the relationship to come out of it saying like, what are we going to do about it? And what's the next step? And if the next step is we need to take a breather, let's pick up the conversation tomorrow. That's still more productive than going to bed angry. And I think that's the most important out of all, like, don't, don't leave a conversation angry, upset, sad, talk about it until you feel like there could be a resolution, even if it's going to take some time. Because at the end of the day, like, intertwining people's lives is not easy and as we all know we all live our own lives and we all deal with things in our own head so someone who's willing to want to want to do that with you and have you as part of their lives like don't take that for granted either that was that was honestly from the person with the most experience that was great like that was so good yes that was so good thank you for dropping the wisdom on us please give us more gabby i may or may not write a book i have a (laughs) <laughs> oh my god yes please and also one give us people that are doing long distance at the moment a piece of advice like how did you make it work how are you making it work what's your what's your secret? have a life beyond your relationship high key like I, i'm not even joking like if you're only going like you work a long day and the only thing you're looking forward to is facetiming your significant other like yes you want to do that but do you want to do that every single day what life are you building when they're not around like you want to make it sweeter when they are around and when they are like when you're having that face-to-face time again don't take it for granted but also like in all honesty don't mess around like you you have committed to long distance you have committed to a person who is understanding that they're not going to be right next to you every single moment of every single day that doesn't mean you can't go out and have fun or go meet new people but understand what may be considered a temptation is not something as permanent as what you're investing in so I think that's the I'm, I'm just going to be candid like I think a lot of people mess up long distance because they're like I'm not feeling it anymore and whatever and, and that goes back to like my commitment thing like when I'm committed I stay committed and I want something And I know that person is my person. So if you're making a commitment solely Mm because it's convenient, because someone's around, like you need to reevaluate because at some point in time, even with friends, like being, being a friend or being a significant other is a lot more than just being around. For sure. So with that, that, I agree. With that being said, I'm, this is our disclaimer. We are not experts. We only spoke to you regarding our experience. And we brought some, you know, a little expert advice here and there because we did do our research. But we do recognize that there's a lot of different types of relationships and a lot of different challenges and things that you have to navigate. So if you do want our faux expert advice, go ahead and hit us up on Instagram at Oye Let's Talk Podcast. You can slide into the DMs or drop a comment saying like best advice is XYZ. 
we'll take it into consideration, maybe revisit this episode in a little bit since, you know, we're all in relationships and we all want something, something, something to talk about later. Um, Y'all, I don't know. This was a great episode. I learned a lot about you. So that being said, you can go learn a lot about your significant other or the person that you're hoping to snatch. Just don't forget to lean in and say, oh yeah, let's talk about us to keep that relationship healthy. 